joined, I didn't think I was going to be a speaker. I just thought I was going to be there to help out plan whatever was going to go on. And then I would be one of like the participants, but he was like, all right, so you three are all going to do this by yourselves. And I was like, Oh, I'm in this too. (laughs) So I was like, cool. I get to be a speaker. Um, But basically our name is cuties. um, But it's spelled Q T D I E S, which stands for queer trans and disabled individuals for equality in society. What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. Because that is how it works. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. Problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition. Conscience. Conscience. Once you are willing to stand up for yourself. But if every one of you change the lives of just 10 people. Once you recognize what your rights are. Yeah, so my name is Shy. My TikTok is not so shy, and it's spelled with an X. I have RP, or retinitis pigmentosa, and I'm in Florida, unfortunately. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever. We've got to be that something that Arnold Tornby, the historian, refers to as the creative minority. minority. You're wrong. Once you are willing to stand up for yourself, then others will show up for you. I'm Brittany, also known as Blind Beauty on TikTok. My eye condition is pseudo-tumor and I live in Baltimore. Liberation is not an external thing. It's an internal thing. Find a way to get in the way. I got in trouble. It was good trouble. It was necessary trouble. We might be headed to the promised land. Speaking the truth and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Because when we all get together, I like to call it the Low Vision and Blind People Forum. Generations were saved by one decision, one one person. Changing the world can happen anywhere, and anyone can do it. I was born this way. Hey, um, I'm Caitlin Wackerman. I live in North North Carolina, and I have cataracts, glaucoma, and diabetic retinopathy. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Inspirations Beyond Disability. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so we're starting. Who, you want to start with the guest? Introduce yourself. Do that. Hi. Oh, sorry. Hi, I'm Daisy. Is there more that I should say or just my name? Um, if you want to tell everyone where they can find you on social media, um, so people want to follow you. Okay. Um, my TikTok name is dailycrazy underscore daisy. And my Instagram is basically the same thing, except there's a double underscore. Well, we're excited to have you, Daisy. I'm super excited. <laughs> We've been waiting for a couple of weeks and we're like, we have to get her on. <laughs> it was just like, is Daisy next? Is Daisy next? No, she's not next. Not yet? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you guys Daisy. said it like <laughs> the last two episodes that I heard, you guys said it twice. And I was just like, oh, I feel the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about you in my live last night as well. I don't know if you were on or not, but I was like, we're so, we're so excited. Daisy's going to be on if you guys don't follow her. She's got oh, this big it. announcement. I was like, she's going to make an, an announcement on our podcast and we're thrilled. And yeah, so we're excited to have you. You're Thank still- you. I, I'm sorry. You know, I'm just saying I'm excited. You go. Oh. <laughs> um, I joined in the last five minutes. I don't remember what I commented, but I was live streaming too when you were live. Uh-huh. Oh, 
I, I felt bad because like last night I was hopping off when there were so many people joining. I think I had like almost 300 on and I was like, I got to get like, it was 11. It was like um, past 11. I was like, I have to go to bed. You guys, this is late. <laughs> That's funny. Hey Daisy, what's your eye condition? I'm just curious about that. So I have glaucoma as my main eye condition, but the other three that I have is aniridia, nystagmus, and corneal opacities. Oh. Okay, nystagmus is big all over TikTok lately. Yeah, but I don't have like the most severe nystagmus. For some okay. reason, when I'm at the doctor's, it it wants to go all wonky, but when it's like a TikTok video, mm. for some reason, they stay completely straight. <laughs> Oh, nice. Okay. Very interesting. I think that has something to do with videos. Because, like, when I'm in videos, I notice my eyes don't do the whole Google thing either. <laughs> kind of Brittany, do don't. yours usually do that, though? Not. Like, they go to the right. I don't know my left or my right. Y'all had to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes always go right. So it always looks like I'm facing the right, but I'm not. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Mine do that too, because my central vision is crap. Yes, yeah. I so, only have peripheral, so. So when I'm looking, you know, the clearest vision I get, it looks like, mm-hmm. like right now I'm looking that way. Like, mm-hmm. the- <laughs> yeah. Are you, like, looking like, are you looking at me? Like, what are you looking at? And I'm like, I'm looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> I've had to literally, like, turn around and try to find what I'm looking at yes <laughs> I never understood that because it's like we're the only ones standing right here mm-hmm. I'm talking to you two and two use contact clues please yeah and thank you yeah <laughs> oh my goodness back to Daisy though back to- <laughs> yeah. Daisy if you want to tell us a little bit about your story of course someone's calling me in the middle of this um <laughs> if you want to tell us a little bit about your story and like what you got going on where you're from um if you want to tell us your age you know if you're in school or not or what you do for work um so I'm currently 20 about to turn 21 in three days Woo-hoo! so I'm excited wow happy birthday <laughs> thank you um but I was born and raised in LA and I will maintain my lifestyle here in LA. <laughs> um, but I was born with glaucoma. They didn't know that I had it until about two months. But since then, I've had surgeries for cornea transplants on my left eye. They finally gave up, I think once I turned maybe two or three, but I had countless surgeries. Um, every time I ask my family, they're like, I don't even know. Just, <laughs> just think of a number, multiply that by two. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, I went to a school for the blind when I was in preschool. Um, It's a nonprofit private organization. And I do work there occasionally, like as a volunteer. I'm a junior mentor. So I go there and I will talk to parents or I'll get to play around with the kids and kind of just get to show off that I use my cane, even though still very stubborn about it. Since I do know the whole entire campus, I'm like, I know that there's a step there. I don't need to use yeah, it. Right. <laughs> but then they get mad at me and they're like, either you use it or you leave. <laughs> so this is the thing that, well, yeah, because you have to be a good example for the kids. But suppose there's something sitting on the step and you didn't see it. 
Yeah. I actually have pretty good vision enough to see like oh, if okay. there's something on there. Um, mm-hmm. If it's like two different colors, I could for sure see it. If it's the same color, then I'm definitely gonna fall. <laughs> yeah. I, most like for me, white and gray. Like you know how like concrete stairs sometimes are gray. Yes. They yes. just all blend together, and it's like, what the heck? It just looks like one flat surface, and the next thing you know, I go tumbling. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I'm better about that, but when it comes to like glass steps at our mall, sometimes they're made out of glass or plastic, wow. and it's completely clear. Very. Yeah. Um. And the Glendo Galleria, apparently, there's this spiral staircase, and it's all made out of glass, and everybody freaks out going up it because they're just like, we're gonna fall. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very. I would go nowhere near those stairs. <laughs> yeah whose idea was that what the hell? right like what <laughs> they were like it's pretty <laughs> probably probably one of those deaf people that can see just fine you know what i mean right <laughs> <laughs> how is la though as far as disabilities are they accommodating is it a hard place to navigate it depends where um la itself is pretty good about it especially because we have um la braille institute so i'll in that area, it's really accommodating. We have um, the push button, which I know you guys don't like it. But <laughs> over here, some of them actually talk. Some of them make different noises. Like the one at the crosswalk for Bro Institute, if you push the one, I believe, going north and south, it makes a cer- like a chirping noise. And then the one going east and west makes a beeping noise so that you know which one's going so you can cross. Cool. I like that. To me, like you guys is actually work. That's very interesting because ours don't actually work. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we had our O and M instructors fight with I think the council about it. Um, mm. My O and M instructor and my friends, uh, Miss Araceli and Mr. Rodriguez, they both went out to this council meeting and they were just like, "So these are the streets that need to get fixed," <laughs> mm-hmm. and they listened to so. That's awesome. That's that awesome. is awesome. People need to do more of that at a community level. It was the same in Tallahassee. Now we have, it sounds almost like a bullhorn when the light is changing for me. So it really helps. <laughs> Listen, yeah. it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the ones I hate the most though are the ones that just vibrate. Because um, <laughs> I have to hold my hand like just over, like above it a little bit, not even just like directly on it, but above it, so I can feel the vibration. But the thing is, I have to use my cane with my left hand. Mm. So if the button's on my right side, I'm I look like a weirdo because it's just my arms are crossed. Right. <laughs> but if you think about it, that's good for for well, never mind. That's stupid to say. I was gonna say it's good for deaf people, but if they're they can just watch the crowd, so never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I just forgot. <laughs> I guess it's good for the blind deaf community. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Very. I don't think I've seen one that does that. Well, none of them work, if we're honest. So. <laughs> okay, like, right. They don't work. Yeah. So I don't they, know. They could all be vibrating. <laughs> I wouldn't know, you know yeah. what I mean? I okay. mm, right. Right. Yeah, it has to be pretty quiet for you to hear the buzzing noise of it all. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they vibrate. I'm going I'm to look for that. <laughs> you're just gonna put your ear up close to it like is it, is it? <laughs> I remember when I was oh go ahead I remember when I was in training there was one sign that it was always beeping it never stopped beeping like I guess it broke and it was always beeping so it was just like okay we're not gonna use that because apparently I can always go <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
and like <laughs> I used to use it as a landmark, like because it was it was right on the corner by the McDonald's, and I would go to get McDonald's every morning. So I would hear that beeping pole, and I would walk towards it, and then I know from this pole I need to go right. Okay. So if they ever fixed it, I would be screwed. Yeah, that's, <laughs> oh, a, shit, that's, they just, right. that's just a little <laughs> sad, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really do need to be better about you know crosswalks mm. and the and those uh what are they called crossing machines what yeah. whatever but, yeah because <laughs> uh, the one that's in front of my like place where i live they're in contact with me like i've been on the phone back and forth with the state and then the town and whatever and they're like we're gonna put it in we're gonna put a crosswalk in we're gonna fix the machine and add another one um nice. because they're building restaurants right in front like on that side of the street so they're gonna have mm. to put a sidewalk in and all that anyway but mm. it's probably gonna take a couple months and i'm like whatever at least you guys are doing it and you guys are like right. working on it yeah that's good yeah but people are like yeah screw you right <laughs> right i thought that's what they were gonna do they were like <laughs> i thought they were gonna be like you're the only blind person no one's gonna we're not gonna put in a whole crosswalk and a new machine just for you but they're doing it so i mean they're doing it yeah probably because well, maybe you're not the only one it's probably because the area is already like in construction and convenient mm-hmm. for them to do it like if if something was already in place kind of and they were like oh you want us to tear down stuff and fix it nah right, <laughs> right. <laughs> we don't want to do that it's also like overpopulated here anyway so i don't mm-hmm. know it's um, probably- but Daisy, i was gonna ask you if um if you like, did you only go to the preschool or did you go to like, like blind schools growing up? No, um, I went to all mainstream schools after that. The only reason I went to that school was it was all new for my family for me to have a disability because nobody right. else other than me is blind or anything, actually. Um, and then my mom was going to be working at that school. So we enrolled me there. Um, but after that, I went to all mainstream uh, or public school sorry I personally don't like schools for the blind not that I'm like fully against it but for somebody like me who my family never sheltered me never allowed me to say I have a disability mm-hmm. I could not go when I went um a couple years back I felt like it was torture I was terrified when I went there or when my mom told me she was like you're gonna go to school for the blind and I was just like why what did i do right <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i'll get that f up in statistics <laughs> dang it was that bad to go to a blind school I, well I yeah was... so what did you like about it <laughs> um so because i'm very independent i didn't like that it involved a bunch of group work like they taught us how to cook or they were teaching us how to do cookies and there was four of us and there was like 10 steps. So I had steps one, five, nine. And I was wow. like, okay, so when I leave here and I want to make cookies, I only know steps right. one, five, and nine. Right. <laughs> I was like, I don't know any of the other ones. So I learned nothing. And then we weren't even learning anything. They were just teaching us like basic stuff, which I understand is good for the other individuals that were with me. But I sat there really bored because I finished all my work in five minutes. And then I just sat there the whole entire time listening to what the teacher was teaching her other class. Right. Mm-hmm. The only thing I got out of it was they took us on a tour to the Hatland Center for the Blind and Orientation Center for the Blind, I think is what it's called. 
And those were the only things that I enjoyed because I had friends there. <laughs> so it's crazy that we were on the top while we're on the topic of going to um, school, blind schools for blind. My boyfriend, he went to Colorado School for the Deaf and Blind. And he said that was a, a pretty different experience. But he, that was his first experience with other blind people, right? Because his family didn't treat him like he was blind. But then when they put him back into um, regular public schools, they put him in the remedial class because they didn't oh. know where else to put him. And he was like, no. he said he always knew, like, I'm not supposed to be in this class. Right. But that's where they put him because they said it was the teacher, it would be too much for the teacher to have to teach him and her class and come back to him to make sure he saw what was, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. they put him in a remedial class, like, whatever, we'll just throw you in a remedial class. They could have well, given him an aptitude test and then put him at the grade level he was at, but they, they were too lazy to do that, I guess. It's what, like, it sounds like it was an inconvenience for the teacher. Right. Yeah. But, like, but he, was, he was, he was a very advanced student, though, like, He's really good in math. Like it wasn't the only thing is he just couldn't see that great, right. and they just put him in a remedial class. Oh, isn't, my mom would have been. And I know that happens a lot. Isn't that what life is, though—a series of inconveniences for other people that we have to like make them feel better about? <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that no, is I an never... issue, though. That's an issue. Hmm. Sorry. Definitely. Um. That's something that my mom would have like fought for continuously. Cause I mean, mm -hmm. we did have a battle with my first high school that I attended and it was not even with a legitimate, like academic teacher. It was my visual impaired teacher mm -hmm. and they didn't want to let me leave the school. I don't know if it was because my test scores were so high. I don't, I don't know, but they didn't want me to leave the school. So my mom finally was tired with it on the first day of my sophomore year. She was like, if you guys don't transfer her out of this school, she's not coming back. <laughs> and we don't care what you say. She's just not coming back. Wow. And it was because she didn't allow me to go to the VI room to use the CCTV or just mm. like study with like nobody talking to me. And it was it was a giant inconvenience of me to be in class sometimes. I mean, yeah. my teacher was a sweetheart. Um, he would yell across the classroom, be like, Daisy, what size font do you need again? And I'd be like, 42. And so mm -hmm. he would print out my assignments in 42 size font. And he would come with um, over to me with like 100 sheets of paper. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my goodness, wow. <laughs> I'm wasting paper. Mm. And so I would just be like, can I go to the BI room? It's easier. And he'd mm -hmm. be like, yeah, that's fine. But he knew I hated going because it was a constant argument. And so I went to the assistant principal to talk to her. And she was like, well, why can't you just go to the library? Well, that's not the issue. Are you going to put a CCTV in the library for me? Because everybody's going to play with it if you put it in there. Yeah. Um, right. And it's going to be broke. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's not going to be my fault. Um, <laughs> they didn't want to do anything about it. So I had to talk to the principal with my mom. And they're like, okay, we understand your concerns, but we can't do anything about it because we can't change your VI teacher she's the only one and she wasn't even supposed to be a VI teacher she told us that she was supposed to be an English teacher but since there was no other VI teachers she stepped in and I was like oh, that's bad wow. like she was supposed to teach me braille I already knew braille so she just had to like review things with me and give me paperwork or whatever but she just had me sit there for an hour and a half doing flashcards and I was like I already know these flashcards 
And she'd be like, all right. So she would come over, she would test me. And I didn't even have to read it. I would just be like, that says translation, that says ER. Because I knew them all by heart already. Mm-hmm. And she didn't do anything else other than those. And I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. That sucks. I know that um, in my school, so my school situation is really interesting because my vision got worse in my junior year, which I've said on the show before. Um, and that means I went through all of school without needing any assistive technology. All I had was like night blindness and I liked sitting a little closer to the board and then mm-hmm. I was fine. Um, so nobody knew. And then when my vision changed, they were like, okay, we got to get you in the system. We got to get you a VI. We got to get you an IEP going. And I was like, thank God this all exists. I had no idea any of that exists. So I had like a mental breakdown when I realized that I needed help. Um, (laughs) But what they did, instead of it being like, okay, this is a CCTV that lives in the school and this is where it lives and you can't move it. They gave me a quote unquote portable one. It's freaking huge. It was not really poor it was like a giant suitcase oh i have one like that (laughs) it was so big i (laughs) it in the band room with the tubas okay (laughs) (laughs) um because i was a band kid so my teacher would let me leave it in there but they were like we're giving you this and if you need to wheel it around to your classes you can do that if you'd rather they gave me a little room where if i wanted to take it in there to do like my tests and stuff i could um, it was like the same room that, you know, anyone, any other kids that were dealing with stuff would go mm. work, but I could take it to class with me if I wanted to. Like if I felt like lugging it around, I could take it to class with me. So it was all up to me. It's like, here, we give you this thing, do what you want with it. And then there was like a set time where I worked with my VI and then we were in that little room and she helped me. She like taught me how to use different technologies and stuff. Cause I literally knew nothing about being a blind person. Right. <laughs> I knew nothing. So she taught me like shortcuts for windows and um, Apple for like zoom and stuff and invert colors and all that stuff. And she taught me how to use the CCTV and how to use a little handheld one. Um, and she helped me practice reading with it and everything. So that's mainly what she did. Uh, we didn't do Braille because I didn't. I had enough vision to not need that. So I don't know how to read Braille. But it's weird that you say that they only had the one, the CCTV, like in the one room, and like mm-hmm. every time you needed it, you had to go there. Like that's really inconvenient. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was for all of my schooling, except for elementary school. There was three of us who were visually impaired, and the same grade, and so. One of us, or one of my friends, she was able to see perfectly fine. She was still legally blind, but she, as long as she was close to the board, she could see. Mm-hmm. My friend Mario and I, we could not see. So we had to sit in the back of the class with a CCTV and we got tired of sharing. So they split us <laughs> and we had two separate CCTVs. And I really loved that CCTV. It was able to take pictures of the board. So I didn't have to like rush and look at everything. I could just right. screenshot it. But when I went to middle school, that was not a thing anymore. High school, we had um, a Vizio book, which is portable. And it's not a suitcase CCTV. It's this little itty bitty thin screen and a thin platform with a camera attached to it. And I would always want to take it to class. But nobody other than one student was allowed to take it to class with him. And I'm like, 
we need more of those because I, I would love to take that to class and not have to see you every day. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a Visio book. I was looking for it so I could show it to the to the class. Um, <laughs> I got my own. I got that once I graduated high school. They were like, well, you can't take the the big clunky one because it's it belongs to the district. It belongs to the school district. So DBS was like, well, you're going to need one for college. And I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and at the time, the Visio book was like, quote unquote, cutting edge or whatever. It had just, um, it was like this, the best option for me as far as a portable CCTV. So I got one and I still have it, but it, it's kind of a little rickety now because I've had it for like eight years or something stupid like that. Um, so recently, because after, I think it's after f four years, you're allowed to ask for new equipment. So I asked for, cause now they have CCTVs where it's literally just a tablet in a metal frame. Yes. So cool. So I asked for, yeah. those. I got the prodigy connect 12, which mm. I could show you guys it's somewhere. Um, and it's. The Visio book weighs about 10 pounds, which was super portable at the time. Right. My Connect 12 only weighs four pounds. And it's, that's right. it's because the frame is full metal, like it's a metal frame. So it's mm -hmm. really the frame because the tablet, it's just a 12 inch Android tablet. So mm -hmm. it, and then it's in a frame that has lights built into it. It's, it's the best thing in the world. <laughs> I love I it. I I went to a convention in Vegas. Like, it was the last convention they had before it went virtual. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at a CCTV and I was like, this is really cool. I was like, I want one of these. I'm like, how much is this? She oh, said right. 10 grand. I said, never mind. So expensive. Like, I'm good. Never mind. Oh, you know what? Mind. Never mind. My phone got a magnifier on it. We fine. <laughs> We were actually close to meeting then, Brittany, because I was thinking about going to that. But I was like, no, never mind. I don't want to drive to Vegas. <laughs> I actually met someone um, from Cali's. His name was Miguel. I met him at a convention in the um, Independence Market. But yeah, yeah, we were that close to seeing each other. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> So um, what, type, what types of things would you use the CCTV for anyway? I mean, you're, besides school, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, I'm really into working and doing stuff. So I would have used the CCTV to try to find a job and be like, look, I can do it. Even though I have an iPad and I've always had an iPad. So I'm very fast at typing and all of that. And I don't really need to see paper as long as you can email me or I can just scan it right. perfectly fine without it. But I did ask DOR for a portable one because they're always on my behind to do more or have like all of this accessibility, even though they don't actually do it as fast. So I actually asked for the video book. They did not want to give that to me. They were like, it's Man, you and me they both. don't. Um, they actually told <laughs> me that it's discontinued. And I was just like, what? <laughs> like, I was just um, in high school. I know there's one. Yeah, it is. If you wanted one, you'd have to buy a used somewhere. They stopped making them. There's Why? Because there's cooler stuff now. You know, there's <laughs> cooler stuff. But then they should still sell those or like give them or whatever for cheaper. Then you would think. 
Well, you have to buy them used. I've seen people selling them for like, you know, 4500 which is like more yeah. than half the price that it was originally. Wow. So I'm guessing that because it's not like um, Apple or nothing, like they they eventually stopped producing them. Yeah, they can't afford to make yes. the old one product and the new product. Like right. Companies are much smaller than something like Samsung or Apple where they can just... Right. Make- keep making it they can't do that yeah they have to they're like well we have a new product we have to switch production up they can't afford we're going to discontinue that one yeah yeah unfortunately that's how it works so if you can't find one used you can't find one because they stop making period Period. (laughs) i mean i if we ever meet daisy i could give you mine it just needs a couple Mm -hmm. tightened or whatever (laughs) um since you've used it you know the part where the camera is that like flips yeah outward it's loose so it just kind of falls back down but it just needs like screws tightened <laughs> yeah i get that you, you know trade <laughs> lunch and i'll give it to you <laughs> yeah i have like, shy the... gave me a lemon you're <laughs> 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 gonna write that on the back of it you know how people will put the with their um cars on the back windshield that says yeah. So give me a lemon. He's gonna say yeah. shy gave me a lemon on the back of TV. <laughs> Everybody would ask me about that. <laughs> but um I since Jason you asked what you use CCTVs for, yeah, I yeah. I was teaching and so I used it in my classes and my kids freaking loved it. They were like, oh my God, what's that? That's so cool. On the first day of school, every, every year, I taught there for three years. And on the first day of, of all my classes, I would introduce myself, even though I have some rollover kids from the year before or whatever. Um, there's always new kids in the room. So I'd be like, hi, my name is Miss Shy, this, that, and the other. And I'm legally blind. And you know, they're like, oh, what does that mean? Oh, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, I'm telling you this because I'm going to use this thing and you're going to want to know what it is. So we're going to get that out of the way. My first class with every class I ever taught was always a blind education class. Because mm-hmm. if I don't do that, they're, they're kids. I taught fourth to eighth grade. They're going to ask questions. They're going to want to touch things. They're going to want to, you know, they're just inquisitive. They're children. Right. So it was just way easier to get it out of the way from the beginning. And then um, when you have good kids, it makes your teaching easier that they know how everything works. When you have good kids and you're good to them and there's like a mutual respect, it's like they're helpful. Like my choir kids, mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, turn to the part of the song that does this. Because I don't, sometimes I look at the music, sometimes I don't, sometimes the CCTV is dead, sometimes whatever. So they'll be like, I don't, I'll be like, I don't know what page it's on. And then one of the kids would be like, it's page four, Miss Shy. And I'll be like, okay, page four, everybody. Right. <laughs> but even, even when you have like a bad student, because I, I, I like teaching, but I've never had like students who weren't visually impaired unless it's tutoring and normally they're adults. Yeah. Um, but even with like the bad kids, they they have questions and when they get intrigued by that question you have them hooked and then you can teach them something instantly with that and it was it was honestly really fun because those kids don't know anything about that they know what everybody knows right you're blind or you can see you're blind or you wear glasses or you can see that's it there's three levels Mm -hmm. and i wasn't wearing glasses so (laughs) they were like what (laughs) 
can't see. So I had to explain and it, it, it always turned into a cool little education session. And I always like showed them the CCTV, showed them what all the buttons do. I would turn the camera so they can look at their face and zoom into their face and stuff. <laughs> that is, that's, that is what I would do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be like, let me see my nails. Yeah, they look. <laughs> you were definitely like the coolest teacher in that school, probably. Because right? when I was in school, everybody thought that we were cool. Even though we were a VI, they're like, wow, you have all of this stuff. You're so cool. And so everybody wanted to sit next to us so that they can use our CCTV too. Yeah, oh, I love that. I used to have yeah. t- this one little girl. God, I loved her. Oh, she's so great. She always had her nails done in funky colors. So she would like to put her hand under the camera and play with the filters to see what her nails, what color the nails would change to. Because you know how yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yellow and blue. And the, so she would like to see how it made her nails look if she had a fun color on. So I used to let her do that. Yeah, I told you that would have been me. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been me. And then one of my girls used to check her makeup <laughs> on my CCTV. <laughs> She'd be like, Miss Shot, <laughs> my eyeliner. I'd be like, you good? I'd be like, go. <laughs> honestly though like okay only because like I haven't been blind you know I've only been blind two and a half years like Mm -hmm. when I was hostessing um at like one of the restaurants across the street like Mm -hmm. adults freak out I think we've talked about this before adults don't acknowledge my presence whatsoever but their Mm -hmm. children they don't think they don't care they like they'll be like what's that stick for they yeah, like, hey, what's that? And then they, like, color, like that. they yeah, and then they like color the piece of paper, you know, at the at the table because that's it's a restaurant, whatever. And then they come up and they explain their drawing to me because their parents don't give a shit to listen, right? And they want, but like, um, the like if you guys are like teaching these kids, right? Because they're just like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. They're gonna get older, and they're mm-hmm. if they ever run into a visually impaired person, they're gonna treat them like a, a human. Like yeah, a normal right. person, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. They are not going to think or look or act any sort, like, different way at a visually impaired person. They're just going to be like, mm-hmm. okay, they're blind. Like, well, it's not going to mean anything to them. Yeah. Right. See, that's what and I that's... love about... Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Um, so that's why I love the school for the blind that I went to, because it's not just a school for the blind. It's called the Blind Children's Center, but they have all types. It's multi-disabled, no disability at all totally neurotypical so my cousins went there and they actually all of them just graduated so I don't have anybody in there anymore but because they went there they always help me out without actually like helping me out they'll be like oh here Daisy like here's a cookie in front of you like oh thanks um and the most recent one was my cousin Cecily we were at my aunt's uh, my cousin's funeral and she was playing a game and I was like, oh, what are you playing? And I was like, come sit next to me. And so she was sitting on my lap and she's like, oh, I'm playing Minecraft. And I was like, cool, what are you building? She goes, oh, I'm building this house. She goes, here, look. And she put it like really close up to my face. She's like, oh, can you see it? And I was like, mm-hmm. no, I'm, unfortunately I can't. She goes, oh, is it because of the color? Like, here, let me change the color for you. So Aww. she changed it to like a lighter pink because it was a dark pink. And she's like, can you see it now? And I was like, yeah, I can see it a little bit better. And she mm-hmm. always does that with me. Like, she'll help me out. She'll be like, oh, be careful, be careful. Um, mm-hmm. and I know she wants something when she starts describing it to me completely. Like if we're walking through the store, she goes, look, Daisy, there's candy right there. There's a recess, you know, the one that looks like a cup. <laughs> but now that they're getting older, they enjoy helping everybody else around them. Naturally. It's not even just like, oh, hold on. This person might be blind. I'm just going to help them out. 
Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're inquisitive about everybody and how they can be helpful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's neat. That. yeah. Kids are fun. Other people's kids are fun. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Emphasis right. on other people's kids. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Yep. I don't really have much experience with kids since I lost my sight. I mean, I did do the bell camp with NFD um, one year. Well, I did it a couple times, but those children were blind as well. Like, I haven't really experienced sighted children. So, cool. that would be interesting. <laughs> it's an, oh. it's it's a an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have a question for Brittany, though. So mm-hmm. I know you went to boot camp. <laughs> um, did any of your did any of your instructors or teachers, however you want to call them, um, were any of them blind or visually impaired? Also, because when All I went to Hatland, oh really? Oh, that's cool. Yes. Every single last one was blind, and I wouldn't have had it any other way. Because who better to teach me than mm-hmm. someone else who was blind? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when I went to Hatland, my uh, ILS instructor, he was not totally. So he was he was like legally blind. Um, Mm -hmm. It was very interesting getting to learn from him how to cook because that's that's all I needed help with. I just needed to learn Mm -hmm. how to cook. (laughs) Um, I literally just needed to learn travel. I was just there to learn how to get around by myself. mm -hmm. So I'm sorry. What were you saying? Oh, no, that's fine. (laughs) Um. (laughs) And so it was very interesting because I, I would be like, so is it, is it done? And then I'd forget that he's blind too. But he would like put his hand above it. He'd be like, yeah, that, that seems like the right temperature. He goes, is it yeah. golden brown? I would look down and be like, yeah, it is. He goes, yeah, so it's done. It's been 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, uh, well, see, I was sleep shaded. So we were sleep shaded from eight in the morning to four in the evening. So, and then I got in trouble and I had to be sleep shaded longer, but that's a whole nother story. But... <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna get into that right now but so we're in the kitchen cooking there is no is it golden brown no like um like chicken if we were like if we were frying chicken they made me fry chicken because i was literally scared of grease <laughs> and they were right? like well, me too we you unscared of grease so we're gonna fry chicken and i was like oh crap like i used to have to learn to shut up because if you say that you're scared of something they're gonna make you do it mm-hmm. so <laughs> That's so life, we, by the way. If you say yeah. you're scared of it in your head, it'll mm-hmm. it'll just keep sending at you. Mm. Right. It's the universe, yeah, I, right? I would have said it on purpose because I wanted to learn how to fry things. I was really wanting to learn how to make French fries, but we weren't allowed to right. fry things mm. at really? our independent living program. Yeah, it was not allowed. That's so, we fried. We had a, and they, they taught us how to use the deep fryer and they taught us how to do it like the old school way in the pan and all that stuff. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I made the mistake of telling because like my grandmother had she was she had dementia, so she was losing her mind. So she had a napkin on the stove, and she has a gas stove, mm. and it caught fire. And like that, just like ah, like so we would be in class, and I'm like, guys, I'm just so terrified of something catching on fire. And whatever I have the suitcase on, how will I know? So they were like, so we need to catch something on fire. I was like, no. No, no, oh, wow. <laughs> no, don't oh do God. that. I was like, no, we're doing it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Honestly, that was my biggest nightmare working at the school. My biggest nightmare was a fire because 
We're so we're fire hydrant trained because there's a special way to use a fire hydrant. Yes, yeah. Um, so I'm fire hydrant trained because you have to when you're a teacher. They make you do like a little workshop. Um, but I was terrified because I'm like, there's different <laughs> ones and they got different labels, but they're also different mm-hmm. colors for like mm-hmm. different things. Like yes, yeah, like a blue one and a red one. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't want to ever have to. <laughs> <laughs> that and cpr oh my god so, oh yeah when i was a nurse we had to do the cpr but so with the fire hydrant thing i feel like they would have to do something like put braille on it so you know what color it is or put it in a certain place so mm-hmm. you know this one is red this one is blue this one is black so you know what i'm saying yep. yeah mm-hmm. i like things in different places i i don't want them all lined up in a way i can't right identify them. I want to know that right. that's over there and that's over. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the first so that's step, how you would have to if do you're that. blind, the first step to cooking with grease is get a pair of glasses, even if they're fake. Because Yes. And put it on your face. Yeah. Because I have gotten splattered by so much grease by trying to look too close. It's yes. Like you're trying to put your good eye in. And next thing you know, yeah. ah, it's my ah. good eye. And like, you're like yeah. freaking out. Yes. <laughs> Trust me. I know. <laughs> I guess <laughs> that's the perk of being farsighted. I don't have to do that. Wow. <laughs> that's wonderful for you. Actually, it's, a, it's a struggle. Yeah. It's for sure. I actually have a little oil burn on my leg. It's very small. I was making quesadillas mm-hmm. and I flipped it. My boyfriend told me not to flip it towards me, but your mm-hmm. girl will dance. Listen, you know, I'm just hard headed. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> The first two, right? And the third one, you know, I was just trying to get it cooked, you know, so yeah. I forgot and I flipped it and then it, it like splashed up and some of it got on my thigh. So I have a little tiny, little tiny oil burn on my oh, thigh. Souvenir. He told See me what I like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he told me to put an on it. I didn't, I forgot. See, what I like to say about my household is all of us in our, in my place we all know how to cook but we all started at different ages and I like to say that we don't know how to cook until we burn ourselves because none of us fear the oil splattering I remember when I first made an omelet I was like "Ooh, oil hit me that's fun and I was like hey I know how to cook now (laughs) (laughs) so when I was in training this is the funniest thing so we had apartments that we all stayed in or whatever and everybody had a roommate or whatever. But we would all go to each other's apartments and like one of us would cook dinner. One of us would host dinner, right? We did it every Sunday. So this particular Sunday, my friend Earl, who later on when we got out of um, training, he ended up being my roommate for real. But um, we, we were, he was cooking. He was hosting Sunday dinner, right? So he was frying chicken, right? And so we're all just hanging out, talking, laughing, listening to music, and he was cooking. And I was standing over by the, um, like, the island, and I, um, all of a sudden, I just see this big pillar of, like, a flame. And I was like, what is happening? I was like, is that a flame? So I walked closer, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's on fire. I was like, is there a napkin or something? So I guess he, some of the grease spilled out the pan on all over the stovetop. Oh, and then it caught fire. The whole stovetop was on fire. Yeah. When I say I was running back and forth, like, oh, we're going to die. We're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, Brittany, sit down. And I was like, we're going to die. Like, I was just, <laughs> so 
I'm running up and down the hallway like, oh my God, he's trying to put it out with the towel or whatever. And then like the guy who lived next door ended up bringing a fire extinguisher over. But um, we got it out, thank God. But I really, in my mind, we were going to die. Mm. <laughs> so what did y'all end up eating that night for dinner? Because it wasn't the chicken. I know. So no, we ate the chicken because this is what happened. The the the, the, the fire. I don't know what it did, but that chicken was good, y'all. We still ate that chicken. It wasn't burning nothing. Brittany's like, mm. I know the trick to make fried chicken. Yep, set it on fire. So so let me tell y'all how I know we are real fat. This is how you know we fat. When that when the fire started, the first thing we did was took the chicken off the stove because we didn't want it to burn. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing we did. He was like, "Let me get the food off the stove," and he sat it over by the he sat it over by the sink, and it was so hot that it was still cooking. And then we took care of the fire, and then afterwards we were like, "All right, y'all ready to eat? Come on, let's go." Nice. How you do that? <laughs> and that was probably the best chicken he ever made, to be honest. <laughs> I have a fire story. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at my mom's house, and it was taco night. <laughs> and, Best night, Taco Tuesday. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Mom likes to toast the taco shells a little bit, so she threw. Uh, it takes like ten seconds because they're so dry that you don't want to leave them in the toaster oven too long because they will burst into flames. So <laughs> well. <laughs> so she put them in there to toast them up and you know then she started doing other things you know cleaning up because all the all the stuff was done cooking so she's like putting the pan in the sink and like making sure everything was ready to be served and stuff next thing you know me and my sister are talking and we look over and there's a little flame in the toaster <laughs> oh lord my sister oh, man the kitchen and it's like mom i <laughs> <laughs> was like oh my god because <laughs> oh. she had her back to the toaster so the sink uh-huh. you know she was at the sink and she totally didn't see it so that we had to like my sister ran in and grabbed it and like threw it in the sink and it was, it was so hilarious. no more toaster oven y'all had to get a new one well the toaster oven was fine funny enough no oh. <laughs> shells were black <laughs> oh lord oh no <laughs> Garbage. Look, yeah. it was just Cajun. That's all. Don't even worry about that. This is a little yeah. burnt. You all right. <laughs> yeah, I've never burned anything down, but my family, well, mainly one of my brothers, he always thinks that I'm burning something down. I don't know what it is about me cooking, but something can like be undercooked. But for some reason, the whole entire house is just filled with smoke. Right. So he freaks out that I, I'm burning something. He's like, oh my God. I'm like, I just put it in the pan. There's nothing right. burning. <laughs> yeah. It's wow. yeah. I always tell people the worst thing about my life is I have to eat a blind guy's cooking every night, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, blind people are some of the best cooks I ever met in my life. Okay. Agreed, agreed. It depends. I'm still I'm still, I'm still a guy though, you know. Yeah, um, that's what amazing is that your boyfriend can actually cook. Yeah. He's from the clink clink. I'm gonna have to hold him down. <laughs> I need the good cooking. Don't go nowhere because I hate cooking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm blessed to have a boyfriend who also loves to cook. So, and is good at it. Mm. I, I took, need that in my life. <laughs> I took on baking. Like I can make great fudge or cheesecake or cookies. Yeah, I'm horrible at baking. I got nothing. No, I'm bad at everything. So. I can make you a sandwich. 
Right. We're going we gonna to get these sandwiches together now. Come on. <laughs> no, my favorite thing to cook currently, and it's just because it's delicious. It's really easy to make, but it's a uh, chicken and rice casserole. Mm. So good. Ooh, and quiches. Good. Quiches are really good. Yeah. yeah. Quiche is good. Kate, maybe one day you can teach me how to make a quiche. Okay. It's the easiest <laughs> thing in the world. Yeah. I was so worried about eating a quiche, though, because we had made it um, like a couple days ahead before our skiing trip because we weren't going to have anything to cook on. So mm. we made uh like this chicken tortilla thing casserole and then we made quiches and when he was telling me how to make it i was like oh no there's eggs in this like this is just all eggs he's like yeah, yeah. and i'm like and we're gonna put this in the fridge he's like yeah and i'm like mm, yeah i'm not eating this <laughs> <laughs> i was like i don't eat my eggs once they once they get cold like five minutes later you really think i'm gonna eat this a couple mm, days right. later after we made it no way and he's go. He was like, "No, like you're gonna have to try it." And I'm like, mm -mm. <laughs> "I ain't getting salmonella." <laughs> but um, I was like, "What smells so good?" And they were like, "Here." I was like, "Okay." So I took the plate, and I was like, "It. I think it's the quiche. It looks like the quiche." <laughs> I was like, "Fine. I'm hungry. I don't want a bagel right. today." So I ate it, and I was like, "Oh, this is really good." <laughs> so guys, we're at the 15 minute mark. Already? You're lying. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I know. I hate. I didn't want to interrupt anyone's stories, but I did want to ask Daisy what she's got going on now. She wants to talk about her um yeah. together. Um, so we decided to start a group. Um, it was not my idea. I wish it was. <laughs> I can't take credit. Mm -hmm. But um, my mentor from Disability Solutions International had messaged me one day. He goes, "Hey, so one of our other men um students." had come up with an idea to have an LGBT group with people who are mm -hmm. disabled. And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. He goes, do you want to be a part of the planning meeting? Like, do you want to join? And I was like, I would love to. I want to do something like this. I would love to. So I joined. I didn't think I was going to be a speaker. I just thought I was going to be there to help out plan whatever was going to go on. And then I would be one of like the participants. Right. But he was like, all right, so you three are all going to do this by <laughs> yourselves. And I was like, oh, I'm in this too. <laughs> Huh? so I was like cool I get to be a speaker um but basically our name is cuties um but it's spelled q-t-d-i-e-s which stands for queer trans and disabled individuals for equality in society mm. and we will be meeting once a month on Mondays for now at 5 30 pacific standard time and what we did in our first meeting that we just had on Monday was an introduction where we just asked everybody what they wanted out of this group, um, future topics that they want to go over. And so far, the topics that we have are coming out stories, talking about how a disability and culture and all of that intertwines with being in the LGBT community. Yeah. And they all want to talk about fashion as well, which is not my forte, but we're going to try. <laughs> That's my good right there. That's my ministry. <laughs> I, do, I, I really i really do love the intersectionality of it though you know having um, um i'm trying that's what i try and do is teach people that there's disabled people in your group you know what i mean like right we're, right we're, we're everywhere and so we're kind of a glue behind everything so i really like mm -hmm. that you're that you're addressing the disability and the lgbt stuff as one you know right oh yeah i definitely can't wait to go over that um because the part that i have noticed that it intertwines with it is a lot of people assume that like we don't 
that we're all just queer for the sole fact that we can't see. So we only care about personality. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. there are people who are blind who know who they are and know that they only like the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. But I was mm-hmm. definitely one of those who I was like, I don't care for how you look, who you are. So I just like everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and right. it really confused me for a bit. But I was like, no, it's it's fine. It's normal. That's so- but that's- Go ahead, Shai. Uh, no, I mean, I was just going to say that, like, it's really cool to be making that connection. Because in my experience, people tend to separate disability and sexuality in general. Right. Mm-hmm. People, As if we're not human beings. Yeah, it's like disabled people don't get turned on. They don't have sex. <laughs> That's a damn lie. They don't. <laughs> it's like for some reason people are like oh you're disabled okay you can't be a sexual creature for some right. reason. i don't know what that is <laughs> every disability people who are in wheelchairs apparently don't like people deaf people everybody everybody they're mm-hmm. all like if you're disabled in any way people completely discredit any sexualness they're like no way you can't do that yeah. right mm-hmm. you can't do it or somebody wouldn't want to do yeah, that with yeah. you yeah who would want to which is disgusting and insulting and terrible so insulting yeah which but that's something people like nobody wants to do it with a a blind person or a paraplegic or an amputee like how rude like what right (laughs) i I always told i told i told my friends (laughs) I don't know if I'm gay because I haven't met Brad Pitt yet. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty sure I'm straight. But until I meet all seven billion people on the planet, I really just don't know. You know, I've right. I've personally been on a journey with my sexual identity the past few years. I mean, technically my whole life, but like been actually trying to figure it out instead of just hide it, like pushing it down. Mm. <laughs> for the past couple um couple years and it's a weird time to be trying to figure that out because i'm in a committed relationship and it doesn't matter it's a very weird time <laughs> yeah, but, but i just i don't know i felt like i was being un untrue to myself i'm leaning mm-hmm. towards um bisexuality right now i feel mm-hmm. like that's the 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 label if we need to which you don't need to choose a label but i feel like that's the right. label that suits me the best right now right now that's kind of what everybody starts off with though because it's it's the safest one at least that's what a lot of people say it's it's the most safe because you're still quote-unquote normal without being normal i guess (laughs) and because i started off that way too i was like i told my mom i was like hey i'm bye she's like okay and i was like you don't care she's like no No. not not really (laughs) until it costs the money it would it right (laughs) (laughs) so true my, um, my, my favorite is panfectionate i consider myself panfectionate i'll see somebody and be like i just really like who you are I, and it isn't sexual as much as it is i just i'm gonna want to spend time with you now you know right, <laughs> right. i love that i'm gonna use that now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean uh, like i said still figuring it out but i the only thing that i'm 100 sure of is i'm not straight that's all I've got. Mm. That's the only thing that I know. <laughs> well, congratulations. My thing is though, like I, I'm, I most definitely know that I am cisgendered, heterosexual, but I, I appreciate 
the same. Like I like I could look at a woman and be like, she has a beautiful shape, mm. or she's gorgeous, or you know, I might smack you on the ass, but I'm still I still know who I am at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the lovely thing about about women. We can all express our emotions with each other. I mean, especially like college students. You always will see a picture of a girl kissing another girl and they could be totally straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most definitely. I think it's because we're not weighed down by societal norms in that way. Because men are mm-hmm. very much weighed down by this disgusting thing. Like society is so grossly, um, like, how much... There- they're, we created they're judged it. more than women. Yeah, we it's create not if women do it, but it's not if guys do. Right, if men do it, uh-huh. it's, it's like like women can experiment, but men can't. Like, right, what is that? <laughs> right. I love having friends that I still have, um, because they they went through a whole entire journey with me of me trying to figure out stuff. Especially mm-hmm. my one friend Tabitha. Um, I came out to her first. I was like, I don't think that I'm fully female. And she goes, so you think you're trans? And I was like, I, I think so. She goes, well, I can help you out with that. And I was like, okay, how? And she's like, well, let's come up with a name. And I was like, okay. I was like, I, I like the name Aiden, I guess. Let's go with that. So she would call me Aiden at school or just over text. And I was like, I mean, I like it but it's not the only thing that I like. Like I still like it when people call mm-hmm. me Daisy, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but she went through that whole entire thing with me. And then I was like, I think I just, I like both. So she was like, okay, then you're, you're gender fluid. And I was like, cool. There's a label. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Can you, I just have a quick question. Can you designate that on your license in California? I don't think so. I know you can do male and female. I don't think there's a G for gender fluid, though. (laughs) I know that, like, Washington State did um, non-binary as a a, something that you could, and is an option, so I just wondered. California is so advanced in everything, I assume they were with with that as well. I feel like instead of doing a letter like M, F, or N for non-binary, it should just be your pronouns. Yeah. You, her, they, them. True. They, but they. then my, my ID would be filled with <laughs> all the pronouns. Right. right. Try right. to narrow it down to like two. <laughs> I guess. But I feel like that would be easier than like male or female. Does it or really other. matter <laughs> though? I have a I mean, question. If you no, have a surgeon, matter. your surgeon needs to know, you know, what's going on. But I don't think anybody mm-hmm. else really deserves no, to like know. It doesn't matter. Right. So, like, okay, like, I will go, like, on, like, Instagram or TikTok, and I'll look at people's bio, and in their bio, it'll say, like, he slash her. Is that their pronouns? Yes. Yes. I have my pronouns in my bio. Okay. You know, I'm cis. I feel like it takes away the stigma of, like, well, if this person has pronouns in their bio, that means that they are trans or they are gender fluid. I feel like right. it's, un- it's unfair that that equals outing. You know what I mean? Yes. No, so, I feel like I just I I saw a TikTok that was like I don't know cis people eh, put maybe put your pronouns in your bio like yeah. you don't have to but like I feel like that'd be cool and I was like you're right that would be cool so I did it so, <laughs> so in my so like I could put like she slash her because those are my pronouns yeah yep, yep. Oh, okay because yep. I keep saying it in people's bios I was like what are we doing are we are these our pronouns I don't, <laughs> I don't know. 
they're just like this is what I'm into. <laughs> but you, but yeah, you're also something. still allowed to use they there. You know what I mean? If you if yeah, you yeah. choose to, yeah, it, would, it wouldn't undescribe who you are. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Whatever works, right. man. Yeah. <laughs> And whenever I have a chance, I always mark other. When I had to sign my lease, the lady asked me, "Are you are you black? Are you Caucasian? Are you Asian?" And I said, "I'm other." It's not your green. Think, I'm you alien. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> I think everybody's other. We should all be other. That's not even a question right. that should be asked. You know. Right. I hate that. I hate that question. Me and too. They're like, choose everything that applies. I'm like, okay, so you want me to choose everything? Because what if what if everything applies? What everything. everything because technically i just did the ancestry test i'm more than half white y'all crazy right i know i was oh. like so i was like well i'll just start ch- checking white you know <laughs> on the- i'm white <laughs> you can't tell me i'm not i got this test here it says otherwise so mm-hmm. treat me you're, as such you're just perfect Brittany. you're just <laughs> so, so annoying <laughs> because i never for since i was a child i never know what to choose because like i'm black right mm-hmm. but my entire family is from nicaragua which is a country in central america a hispanic right. latin american country so my family is hispanic we all mm-hmm. have dark skin mm-hmm. we all because you know we at the end of the day came from africa mm-hmm. but it's a Hispanic country, so I'm Hisp- I'm Hispanic. So I was like, do I put Hispanic? But if people look at me, I don't look Hispanic. Like since I was a kid, I've always had this like, what do I put for this stupid question? Right? <laughs> like, like you're over there having like a whole debate yeah. with yourself. <laughs> I I had a friend in high school. Um, her name was Jessica. She was she still is. She's gorgeous. Um, and she is she looks white like her hair everything about her you would never know but her mom is black and her dad was white so she's half and like no one knew you would never know and so like she would talk about how like if she were to fill out something i mean she's literally half black half white but you would never know that she's half black you would never know and like like i usually just put white because if i put black people are like that's confusing Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Are you, nobody yeah. needs nobody needs the answer to that. That's right. the weird thing. Like, we're, that's we're, we're, we're struggling with it, but other people don't even look at it. You know? Right. It's, right. It's so irrelevant. It's so irrelevant. Unless yeah. it's a doctor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because certain because there's medical things that are connected to to right. your yes. So that in a medical way, sure. But why does right. my landlord need to know where I'm? Right. 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 What does it, right. does it matter? Like, what is it going to, I'm going to pay my, you're going to get your money regardless of where I'm from. So that's right. But then how do, how do y'all feel about when you're filling out college applications? Because that is, you know, you have a 4.0 and you're going to the good, I don't know, Ivy League college and mm-hmm. like they want minorities in there. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's like a benefit, right? Uh, it's weird with college. Yeah, that's what I don't like about it because I feel like it's not fair because for example your friend as you said she marks white because they're confused but if she wanted to go to that college she would mark black to get the benefits I don't get to pick and choose right yeah yeah I think it helps balance a system that was tilted to favor Caucasians mostly so Mm -hmm. I'm in favor of giving everybody 
I think everybody deserves education. I think having to pay for it, having to hoard it by yourself so you can give it to the people that you believe deserve it is wrong. Mm -hmm. I think every college course should be free. I Mm -hmm. I think people should be able to have a class to decide whether they like it without spending $5,000 to find mm-hmm. out. And right. then I think further education that might have to cost something, but I think you, I think I should be able to go find out if I want to be a nuclear physicist for a month. Right. And if it isn't for me, then it isn't for me, but at least we know, and we would right. find more people. We would find the next great people, the next Einstein, the next uh, mm-hmm. John Lewis that way. And that's what I like. And that's why I podcast is to get information out there any way I can. You yeah. Know? I right. would love it if we could do something like that. Cause yeah. I've been stuck with, do I want to continue with child development and go into orientation and mobility as my career? Or right. do I want to go into business? Cause I mean, I do want to own my own business as my career. O&M is just the fall um, fallback. Because right. DOR wants that. Right. They don't want you to be an entrepreneur. And I, I've asked her, I was like, can I take business classes? And she goes, well, you have to see if it falls under your GE so that you can take your GE and it, was, it won't affect anything on your like, educational plan. And I'm like, okay, right. that's, that's, I'll try, but I doubt it. You know, I have to take a science and I have to take a math and that's pretty much it. I can't right. replace math with business because it's just not going to fall under the same category um cool so um (laughs) yeah on that note y'all it's 3 30 just letting you guys know i guess we should probably do a wonderful hour oh by the way all of daisy's information is in the description portion of the live stream and the podcast so she doesn't really have to say where she where people can find her because it's all right there is um in the stream to close out Say that again. Is anybody in the in the stream? Anybody nope. say anything? Nope, nope. Oh, okay. Probably because we're off schedule. <laughs> oh, we're we're so off schedule. We're so, but that's all right because then I got to spend time with all of you and not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Daisy, is there anything else that you want to put out there or share before we wrap up? Oh yeah, tell people how they can join the group and stuff. Mm-hmm. How does that work? Um. So. I do post on my Instagram when we will be having our meetings and all of that information. And the link to the Zoom meeting is always going to be in my bio. But if you want to join the Facebook group, I do realize that Facebook is a little more private. That's why I came out with the Instagram. But our Facebook group is um, our acronym QTDIES. And then you have to type in the whole long name, Queer, Trans, and Disabled Individuals for Equality in Society. And we will let you in because it is a closed group. But if you request to be in it, we will accept you. Are the Zooms closed as well? No. As long as you have the link to it, you can join. Okay. I I clicked the link today to see what happened. And it, there was nothing there. But I was like, I wonder if I could today, <laughs> if it's open access. I, don't, I hate being that person that just jumps in to see what something's about. And then suddenly you're involved with everything. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, yeah. how you doing? I was like, huh? Yeah, we will. <laughs> I will definitely try to plan out a day where we can have allies come in so that everybody can ask questions. But for now, they want it to just be people who are specifically in the LGBT community. Even if you're just curious, you can join. Of course. That's how we started. I wanted I wanted to say disabilities, but we started with blind. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
You're awesome, Daisy. Thanks. Yeah, you're so good. <laughs> yeah, thank you for being here. Right. And thank you for doing what you're doing for the community. And it's awesome. It's, it's fantastic. Thank you guys for letting me, our girls, sorry. thank you for, for being on this podcast. No problem. Oh, I love every single one of you guys. <laughs> I think I, Caitlin was the first person I found. And I was just like, oh, who's this? Yeah. <laughs> who's like, this wild I, I was one? Creep- I was creeping your page, Daisy, and I was like, Kate, she loves you. And I tagged Kate, and I was like, look. I saw that. You made me so overwhelmed because, like, I saw that you had liked a bunch of videos, and then you commented. I was like, oh, I need to go like her comment so that she doesn't think that I'm ignoring her. And then when Kate commented, I was like, shoot. (laughs) And then everybody else just followed after, and I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. When we find somebody awesome, we're like, guys, look. And, like, we just share the profile and it just goes from there yeah yeah uh-huh. well daisy thank you for being here yes thank you for having me and everybody thank you for always supporting for us in the chat yes also don't Sorry, forget uh this is just for everybody that's listening um don't forget to follow us on our instagram page inspirations beyond disabilities yes. um we would love to hear your stories there's a link in the bio if you want to tell us a little bit about you and um we appreciate everyone for being here yeah oh so. also you guys if you tell us um your story you send us shoot us an email we will read it aloud on the show we'll pick one story every show we'll make voiceover read it it'll be great Ooh, I <laughs> have cakes <laughs> oh my god everyone would just just not listen to us ever again well i'll just sit down it'll be like a story time i'll i'll turn my voiceover up because for some reason my voiceover comes through the computer we'll just let voiceover read it (laughs) it'll be great yeah yeah so we would love to hear from everybody if you want your story read or just if you guys have questions we're taking questions so we can answer questions as well um Mm. and we'll you know say who it's from and yeah thanks for all the support over and out bye bye Bye. they told me don't dive in too deep the rocks are harder at the bottom of the sea you're just a small fish with a story you'll get lost Never mind, the devil is a close friend of mine I swim from shore to